Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Monday, December 18th, 2017. This is episode 180. What has happened to American music? Several episodes back, I presented a topic, What Has Happened to the March?, in which I went into great detail about my disappointment with specifically band directors across America and around the world who simply didn't program marches. And in the United States, marches associated in some way with America or American composers. This particular episode was well received by a lot of people and I got feedback requesting to go a bit further and talk about American music. Now, I could certainly make this episode about all the different genres of American music out there, but I'm not going to do that today. Instead, going to just focus on American patriotic and folk music. As I was wrapping up my college degree about 25 years ago, I became addicted to music education conferences. I loved them. I went to my first one in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, attended the national conference in Cincinnati, which I believe was in 1994, went to Kansas City in 1996, and Phoenix in 1998. And in addition to the national conferences, I attended a lot of regional and state conferences along the way. And I've been privileged enough to be able to present many sessions at these conferences as well. I can't stress enough how much any musician, music teacher or not, can get out of these conferences. There's always at least one or two things that you're going to walk in and see that you would not have been able to access or have known had you not attended. So I can't endorse these conferences enough. But something strange, to me anyway, started to happen very, very early in my career. About 20 to 25 years back, it didn't, I know it didn't start in any of the state conferences I went to in Pennsylvania, and I don't recall it being in Cincinnati or not, really not too much in Kansas City either, but I definitely recall it in Phoenix, which was 1998. And I noticed this penchant for 
highlighting multicultural music. Now, I need to start off by saying I love multicultural music. The idea of learning folk songs and traditions, it might be dances, it might be specific things that specific countries do and have been doing for more years than America has even existed. I think it's terrific. But I started to notice this paradigm shift where the focus was on this multicultural music. Subsequently, as the various textbooks came out in the elementary schools, I noticed that a lot of this multicultural music was in the textbooks. Now, I don't have anything against this at all. Again, I'm, I am all for students learning music from other countries. But of course, there's a problem with this. By doing so, American music started to take a back seat. And it started to take a back seat to everything. I was walking into classrooms, elementary classrooms, observing people. I was going to these conferences in which you wouldn't hear, Oh Susanna. You wouldn't hear, Home on the Range. You wouldn't hear, My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean. Or other tunes in English. Even if they may have had some loose association or strong association to music from part of Western Europe, I started to notice that the Star Spangled Banner was not done as frequently, nor was America the Beautiful or America, or God Bless America, or God Bless the USA. This is not to say that these tunes are not found in these books. More often than not, they are. However, you can't write a book that is going to include all of that American music if you want to include the other music. And what has ultimately resulted, and what I've seen over the past two decades, is a generation that simply doesn't know most of the most, uh, the, the most iconic American tunes ever written. They just don't know. And I don't know if it's that it's being taught, but it hasn't been reinforced much, and it's just one of many things that are being taught to the students. But I think it's a major problem when people don't know the words of their own national anthem. 
when people don't know what I feel is our second national anthem or the closest runner-up, because there are so many people who feel this should be the national anthem, which is America the Beautiful. And how many people don't know that America the Beautiful is called America the Beautiful? They'll refer to it as the Oh Beautiful for Spacious Skies song. Or they don't know the song America and they refer to it as my country says of thee. I can't stress enough, there's nothing wrong with exploring the music of other countries. But what I think has happened here is people, and I'm, I'm speaking specifically about American educators, have done a questionable job with their selection of what needs what needs to be taught, what should be taught. I actually knew of a general music teacher that used a djembe or bongos or tom-toms in practically every class. I think it's wonderful to use those drums. I think it's great to establish a beat. I think that when you spend that kind of money on those beautiful instruments, you certainly want to use them. However, last I checked, American music doesn't use those instruments. Just doesn't. And I'm bewildered by people who feel so strongly and so passionately and naively think that students just, well, they already know what this sounds like. They already know what America the Beautiful is or the national anthem, what it sounds like. They hear it all the time. Guess what? They don't. They don't hear it all the time. They don't know what the words are. They don't know how the song goes. They have no idea. It is our responsibility to teach them. To say that they know all of this American music is about as ignorant as being a band director and saying, well, I'm not going to do the Holst Suites or any wind music by uh, Rafe Vaughn Williams because, well, everybody knows that and it's boring. That's ignorant. That's ignorant. And it's unacceptable. What you have to do is you have to balance your curriculum, you have to balance your teaching, and you have to do things in such a way that everything gets its due time in the classroom. And I personally feel 
that American music deserves more of that time. Because this is our country. This is what we should be proud of. Because if you're learning the music of all of these other countries, then what good is it to say how patriotic you are when you can't even recite most of the words to our national anthem? The national anthem, by the way, in our country which is really difficult to sing. One of the things I make a big deal of in all of my classes, all of my classes, I always start the year, always start the year with American patriotic music. Because I feel very strongly about making sure that students know the words. They also know how difficult it is to sing the national anthem. And we're then able to go one step further and explore range, talk about tessitura, and understand that for some people, maybe it may just not be possible for them to sing it well. But America the Beautiful can be sung well and should obviously be learned. I hope that you will take these ideas, particularly particularly if you are someone who does teach general music or music appreciation to your children, anywhere from grades K through 12, and ensuring that they know this information. Because my goodness... We have a society right now who doesn't get it. And it's really unfair when they come out of a general music setting and they have a better knowledge of music from three or four other continents than music from our own country. A country so rich in tradition when it comes to folk music, when it comes to patriotic music. I mean, there's some wonderful, wonderful tunes there. And exploring the lyrics should be something we should be looking into. Thank you, as always, for tuning into the podcast. The best way you can help me out, help other podcasters out is by sharing the podcast, this episode and other episodes. I wish you the best and hope that you will continue to promote American music.